0: everybody to the flagship podcast i am chip brown of horns 24 7 joined as always by our fearless leader the managing editor of horns 24 7 the one and only taylor estes taylor it is uh man we're almost in game week how are you
1: i know it's crazy to think that chip i mean we've I feel like, you know, the dog days of summer lasted a long time this summer. I feel like there's a lot of news coming out, but, you know, it's good to be, you know, I guess we're 10 days. We're recording on Wednesday, so we're 10 days out from the start of the season. And it's out, hopefully we will both be in the press box for the first game because last year we were limited with um, the press box credentials due to COVID. So I'm just excited to get, you know, back in the swing of things. How are you doing?
0: Yeah, I mean. Look, the football team is already game planning for Louisiana. Make sure you're, you're dialed in to all the reports we're filing at Horns 24-7, including all the indicators pointing to Hudson Card being the starting quarterback for the Texas Longhorns, Taylor. Um, there's, a, there's a flu bug that has been bouncing around the locker room, which is a problem And we should mention that before we get totally lost in the quarterback conversation, because Xavier Worthy missed the open practice last week with this stomach bug. It's not COVID. Uh, Isaac Pearson, they were the backup punter. There were guys who were held out of the scrimmage, Um, some of them out of precaution, like Jordan Whittington and his hamstring. But this week. Uh, Josh Thompson, Deshaun Jameson have had this stomach bug. And so it's been a problem. Uh, Fortunately, guys are recovering from it pretty quickly, but um, we should mention that right off the top.
1: Yeah. And from everything that we are hearing, it's not COVID for any of the guys. It's um, just a weird stomach virus that's kind of circulating the locker room right now, as you mentioned, Deshaun Jameson, and Josh Thompson have been limited in practice or held out of practice at times. Um, I'm told that the symptoms are kind of harsh, but it has, you know, the guys get back on their feet pretty quickly. So that's a good thing. Hopefully, you know, it stops uh, for Texas considering they start the season in 10 days, but you know, it's never a dull moment chip, right? Covering this program's never a dull moment, never. especially when you have a virus going around. Oh, and you know, a quarterback battle. So not, not a big deal or anything.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, let's just plunge headfirst into the quarterback conversation. It seems like we've been doing that a lot here lately, but look, quarterback is the most important position in sports. The Texas Longhorns have a new coach who is an offensive minded guru who has developed quarterbacks like Carson Palmer and Matt Leinart, Matt Castle, Mac Jones at Alabama, and now it appears he's going to go with Hudson Card, the redshirt freshman uh, quarterback. Everything we're hearing, the indicators, the practice reps, as we mentioned, Texas is game planning for Louisiana, and Hudson Card is still the first team quarterback. Casey Thompson is getting some reps with the ones, but it's like, in handoff drills i mean it's not significant and so everything is pointing toward hudson card at this point taylor and and that's that's exciting uh it's also a little unnerving because casey thompson clearly you know was invested heavily in this and felt like uh coming off his alamo bowl performance and and Everything we'd heard from Mike Yurishich about him being a guy who prepares as if he's the starter. He felt like it, it's it's you know his time, and if it's not his time, how does he handle that? Because you get passed over for a redshirt freshman, you don't see much light uh, at the end of the tunnel. And clearly, Casey Thompson feels like he's capable of being a starter somewhere. Does Sarkeesian have the Yoda-like Jedi mind trick ability to keep Casey Thompson in the pro? Program, keep him engaged. I understand there was a July 1st deadline for the one time transfer rule, but Casey Thompson's a grad transfer. There are other places he could go. Now it's terrible timing. The season is starting. Uh, Would he sit out a year? Uh, Nonetheless, Taylor, let's focus right now on Hudson Card because this is a guy who is a highly recruited quarterback coming out of Lake Travis. He um, was offered by Steve Sarkeesian at Alabama. And of course, Alabama ended up with Bryce Young and Texas got a commitment pretty quickly from Hudson Carr. That was when Tom Herman was still the coach at Texas. And we've all seen his arm talent. He throws unbelievable passes. He can hit any part of the field. It's usually a tight spiral. Um, He's a quiet guy but he's protected the ball this camp. And I'm hearing there's not a ton of separation between Hudson card and Casey Thompson, but Hudson card protected the ball better in camp. And it appears that Steve Sarkeesian's going with the red shirt freshman. Your thoughts.
1: You know, Chip, I think that. At this point, Texas fans, I know that anytime that there's a quarterback battle, I feel like a lot of Texas fans will kind of take one side or the other. Um, But the reality is, you know, as we've talked before, Steve Sarkeesian has done a fantastic job at developing quarterbacks. He understands what he needs in a quarterback to run the type of offense that he runs. And you look back at last year at Alabama, you know, he went with the underrated Mac Jones over Bryce Young in, you know, and then turns out that Mac Jones becomes a Heisman finalist because of it. So I think that the way that this is going, as as you've reported, as we've reported over at Horns 24-7, you know, it seemed, even though it wasn't necessarily separation, they started to kind of trend towards Hudson Card coming out of that first scrimmage. And we talked about how, you know, we see limited practice, you know, times or whatever, but that was the first time that there was only one quarterback always with the ones and one always with the twos in the windows that we did see. So I think that if you read the tea leaves, you've kind of, especially over at Horns 24 seven, you kind of knew it was trending in this direction. Um, I feel a little bit for Casey Thompson, you know, he did kind of wait his turn a little bit and then the coaching change definitely, I think, you know, made him have to start over. But the reality is to me, in my opinion, if Steve Sarkeesian feels that Hudson card is the better of the two options to fit the type of offense that he runs, which honestly, I think is probably the case. I mean, he's not Casey Thompson's a little bit more of a scrappy type of quarterback. He's a good athlete, you know, has, um, His dad, you know, played quarterback too at Oklahoma. He has the bloodlines, all of that. But if you're looking for kind of the guy that doesn't make the mistakes, the guy that doesn't need to be the best player on the field, I feel like Hudson Card probably is that. But the other thing on the flip side of that. I think a lot of people forget Hudson card also played wide receiver. I mean, he's not just a one trick pony that can only throw the ball and hand off the ball. You know, he, he was a dual threat quarterback coming out of high school. He was a highly rated dual threat quarterback coming out of high school. And he was a good athlete. You know, he played wide receiver his sophomore year of high school before he transitioned into playing quarterback at Lake Travis. So, Um, If this is the way the way I view this right now, Chip, if this is the way that Steve Sarkeesian is leading is leaning, I think Texas fans need to understand that there's a purpose for that, because at this point, there's no reason to question Steve Sarkeesian's ability to develop a quarterback because his history proves that he's been able to do so. Um, The biggest question now, Chip, and I want your opinion on this is, is he able to keep Casey Thompson? Because, you know, football is a tough game how many times were there early in Sam Ellinger's career where he went down and Shane Buchel had to come off the bench and, you know, take, take over the game. And that's something that happens often, you know, and you don't want that to happen obviously, but you know, this is going to be very interesting. I think in the next 10 days leading up to the football season to see what Casey Thompson does. Cause that's going to really show how invested I feel he is personally, you know, into the program, but I want your take on that. Like what, what do you feel? Cause I know that, You've been a Casey lover as all of our, uh, you know, our Horns 24-7 members like to say you've been kind of a part of the fan club for Casey Thompson, rightfully so, after the Alamo Bowl game. I mean, my goodness, like that was an impressive performance. There's no reason to doubt his athletic ability, I feel like, after that. But I want your take on how you feel this has kind of played out.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I always was a little higher on Casey Thompson than most as a backup before he ever got into the Alamo bowl. And then when he right. got into the Alamo bowl, I said, okay, there's the guy, the grinder. Cause I, I knew that he was a guy who was in his apartment, always preparing. He lives and eats and drinks and sleeps football, his family. Um, obviously you mentioned his father, Charles quarterback at OU, his older brother, uh, Kendall, um, was at OU, then transferred to Utah. And I think Casey feels like he's tried to learn from those lessons that have been handed down from his dad, from his older brother, and felt like he was – I know he felt like he was better than Sam Ellinger last year and didn't get a fair shake. And, and then, obviously, he thinks he's ready for the, for the opportunity now. And I think it's going to be hard for Steve Sarkeesian to keep Casey Thompson in the program, because if he stays, he's acknowledging he's ready to be a career backup in college. And I know that's not how he feels. So I think it's a big challenge for Steve Sarkeesian to keep Casey Thompson in the program. And that's that gets. I mean, that's a, that sends a chill probably down every Texas fan's spine listening to this because if Casey leaves, then your backup quarterback is either Charles Wright, uh, early enrollee freshman, Ben Ballard, or Cole Lord, uh, wow. a walk-on yeah. from California. And, and if something happens to Hudson Card, who's 190 pounds – It could be a lost season if if your backup quarterback is one of the three guys I just mentioned. No offense to those guys, but that's a lot to put on their plate at this point with one of the hardest schedules in college football coming up. That's why I felt like, and I've said, I think Casey Thompson was the safe pick because he's played. He's got seven games of experience. Last year, he led... Texas to points on eight of the 10 drives he led, including all five in the Alamo bowl. And you, you probably just take that for a test drive and see if he's that much of a gamer, because we've seen guys who did not perform well in practice all the time, like James Brown, uh, and he was going up against a absolutely golden armed Shea or And then James Brown won three conference championships because the guy's so gritty, tough, such a gamer. Um, His teammates loved him. Now, look, every situation is different. I agree with you. Steve Sarkeesian was brought here to Texas because he's one of the best offensive minds in football. I mean, this is a guy who was an offensive coordinator at the NFL level and, you know, did wonders with guys like Julio Jones, obviously, and Matt Ryan, but um, the Falcons offense thrived under, Steve Sarkeesian, the guy knows what he's doing and he's a master of the RPO and play action pass game. So if he says that it's Hudson card, well, good heavens. He was brought here to make decisions like this. So you have to, um, you know, give him the benefit of the doubt. And, and then, you know, obviously he, he picked Matt liner, a young, quarterback over a veteran, Matt Castle at USC. Matt Leinart went on to win two national championships and a Heisman trophy um, before losing to Vince Young in 2005. And I think we'll have something about that documentary, that three-part documentary about 2005 uh, coming up a little bit later in this podcast. But, you know, like you said, Matt, I mean, uh, Steve Sarkeesian's made the right decision. Now, I'm sure he's selling the Matt Castle story to Casey Thompson that Matt Castle never started a college game at quarterback for USC, but was drafted by the new England Patriots in the seventh round in 2005 and went on uh, to a 14 year, 14 year NFL career
1: longer than Matt liner
0: (laughs) and went right and went to a pro bowl (laughs) Mm -hmm. way longer than Matt liner. It's a great point. And so, I'm sure Steve Sarkeesian's trying to sell that to Casey Thompson, um, and that's a tough one in this day and age where everybody, you know, thinks that they or look that maybe it's their dream to play college football and to be the starter in college football. So, uh, bottom line is Hudson Card will take over an offense that has Bijan Robinson in the backfield and a talented but thin receiving core and a solid pair of tight ends in Cade Brewer and Jared Wiley with a couple of, well, three young tight ends learning on the job in Jatavian Sanders, Gunner Helm, and Juan Davis. And I'm sure Steve Sarkeesian is going to tell him, look, you don't have to make all the plays. Right. We're going to we're going to call plays that feature what you do best. And Hudson cards really good at putting the ball right on receivers in stride in the short passing game. We saw him overthrow some deep balls in the spring game. He's got a cannon arm. Sometimes he just over overthrows it. Uh, But he's really good in the short uh, and intermediate passing game. And look, he can work on the on the deep ball, Taylor.
1: Yeah, he can. I apologize if you can hear my, the gardeners are outside my window right now, of course. Okay, good. I'm glad to hear that. But yeah, you know, I think that his tools are something, you know, that really do suit more of what Steve Sarkeesian has had in his past at a quarterback position. You know, he, I mean, I know he did have, you know, Tua and Jalen Hurts, uh, or wait, no, did he have them?
0: He he had, yeah. He had a little bit of Tua.
1: Yeah, and I know he's more of a, more of the, you know, dual threat, very athletic type of quarterback. Um, But overall, Chip, you know, I think that at this point of fall camp, there has to be a decision made. You know, you can't come out of two scrimmages and not have an answer. And everything is trending in this direction. I think that's a good sign, personally. I think that, you know, the whole playing two quarterbacks, um at the same time or whatever, you know, kind of uh sharing the duties. I think that's not necessarily an effective way, especially in today's college football age. Um, I'm I'm just the most thing that I'm like very, very intrigued about right now is what's gonna happen with Casey Thompson. Cause you're right, you know, I've I've known Casey since he was a recruit coming out of high school out in Oklahoma and he's always wanted to be the guy he has and he's already been in the transfer portal once i think it's probably going to be a little bit difficult personally <clears throat> to sell the matt castle story because back in you know that time not only i don't even know how old casey would have been you know during that seat or when that happened but the other thing is the transfer portal wasn't around it didn't make it was not easy for players to transfer out of a program especially compared to how much easier it is nowadays so this is, this is a tough situation. I have, I feel for Casey Thompson a little bit, you know, he did stick it out. He wrote it out for, you know, was he entering his fourth year fourth on year. campus? Yeah. yeah. He's graduated he, already. Yeah. And I, you know, I feel for him, he's been dedicated to the program. I know he did enter the transfer portal at one point, but he did pull his name out. Um, and, you know, I think the, probably the good thing is he does have his family to lean on because they have, Football knowledge, you know, there his dad played, as you mentioned, you know, his brother played too. Um, it's it's kind of a sad situation a little bit, but at the end of the day, you have to make those tough decisions. This is why Steve Sarkeesian gets paid $5.2 million, is to make the tough decisions. And if you look at the upside of both of those guys, I mean, say Casey had a good year and then he leaves after this next season because he had a good year and enters the NFL draft. Well, then what does that do to Hudson cards confidence? And what is, you know, his trust level in the coaches? I always feel like a lot of times coaches, and I know a lot of fans don't like to hear this, but a lot of times coaches, if the, if it's neck and neck with a older, you know, an upperclassman or a veteran type of player and a younger guy, they're going to go with the younger guy because the younger guy obviously has the higher ceiling. I think that's what we're seeing right now.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's uh, you hear it, you know, All the sources that I've talked to, you hear that a lot, that Mm -hmm. look, if it's close, you're going to go with the younger guy because you can develop him longer and the payoff should be higher by the time he reaches his senior season. Now, the question is, are you ready for the growing pains? Like if if the lights go on and if it's tough uh, at Arkansas or even against Louisiana in the opener and you see pressure getting to Hudson card and he's taking sacks and the offense isn't moving and, and Casey Thompson isn't there. Well, then everybody there, then the whole locker room has a, uh, yeah, wow, man, we thought we were going to have a chance. And, and so it's, that's the, that's the fine line that, that scares you a little bit. You know, you yeah. Steve Sarkeesian said last week we we have the luxury of having two really capable quarterbacks. Well, that was before any kind of announcement was made, and so we have to see how this resonates with with Casey Thompson because I think his heart will be broken, and I'm not sure yeah. how. I don't know if he can. It's like continuing to watch your ex girlfriend dating someone else. I mean, it's. And you just have to sit there every day and look at it. I mean, it's, it's tough. Um, and, And so who knows, but that, that will play a factor. I mean, look, how do, how would fans feel if Steve Sarkeesian announces Hudson card as the quarterback and Casey Thompson says, you know what? I can't, my heart is broken. I'm out and, and I'll sit out this year. How will fans feel about the quarterback situation then?
1: Right. Yeah. Well, I I want your input too, Chip. Um, As you reported on Wednesday and you did also on Tuesday from some insider practice notes that you posted at Horns 24-7. And if you're not a member, definitely go over there now because we're going to have a lot of stuff leading up to the season plus full season coverage. Hopefully our whole staff will be able to have full season coverage depending on Texas, um, you know, their media um, availabilities and all of that. So definitely make sure you're uh, signed up for an annual membership at Horse 24-7, you get 30% off your first year if you're a new member. Um, but Chip, I'm, I'm curious for your input on this. You reported that Casey Thompson and Charles Wright were both kind of splitting reps with the twos behind Hudson Card. And how much of that, in your opinion, is Steve Sarkeesian trying to read through the lines to see you know, if Hudson's the guy he thinks that Casey's leaving and needs to get Charles Wright way more up to speed than he is at this point?
0: I think it's significant. I think it's significant. I was told that that also occurred uh, in the scrimmage last Saturday. Now, I know that was the intent of the coaches to get some reps for Charles Wright with the second team. And if that's happening now, that makes no sense unless you think Casey Thompson is, is a, is a potential candidate to leave. And so I think Steve Sarkeesian is preparing um, mm-hmm. for that scenario. And, and so it's really tricky. Um, Cause he, he, you know, Steve Sarkeesian chose not to bring in a transfer quarterback to compete for the job uh, because he, felt good about, you know, Hudson and Casey. And, and if you'd have brought in a transfer quarterback, it might've sent the wrong signal um, to one of these two. And they might've said, okay, uh, look, I'm ready and I'm not waiting around. So it's, it's tough. It's tough. It's part of the reason that urban Meyer said, I don't know if I'm a college coach anymore because the transfer portal has become free agency the one-time transfer rule allows kids to, to pack and leave. Um, And obviously it's way more tricky at this point with the season starting in 10 days uh, for, for Casey Thompson. If, uh, if he's, you know, truly heartbroken, doesn't see the light and, and can't, you know, go forward. Um, But it's man, that's a significant factor uh, for Steve Sarkeesian. And, and so uh, it's, it's going to be a tightrope walk uh, because look, Hudson Card could go the whole season and and be okay. Steve Sarkeesian does not run his quarterbacks. Sam Ellinger was running quarterback power, you know, six to ten times per game, and taking big hits and
1: especially goal and it, line, right, right <laughs> on fourth down, line. right. <laughs> So <laughs> everyone's not coming except for Tom Herman, apparently. But yeah. Right. <laughs>
0: and, and that's not something that Steve Sarkeesian's gonna do, but still you you just don't know. So um it's it's a, it's tricky, it's really tricky. And I think now you you know you look at this offense and you say, Okay, uh you got Bijan Robinson, you need to to rally around that guy and then hope like crazy that Hudson Carr just Comes quickly, and that mistakes made once aren't made twice, and there's week to week improvement. And who knows? Heck, by midseason, the kid may be in total rhythm in this offense, and everything's just humming. But right. that's the tricky part of this schedule is that you got Louisiana, veteran Louisiana, and then you got a veteran Arkansas defense in week two.
1: Yeah. And I kind of go back and I'm not, I'm going to preface this, I'm not comparing these two saying that they're on the same level because I think that one of these is an elite, uh, you know, probably a Heisman winner this year, but it kind of looked back at Spencer Rattler last season in Oklahoma. It took him a few games to get rolling. I mean, remember he was benched against Texas
0: and two in big 12 play.
1: Yeah. And he was benched against Texas in the first half of that game you know, it, you have to go through growing pains when you have a first time starter at quarterback more times than not. There have been a few times, I guess the Johnny Manziel's and the Jameis Winston's of the world. Sure. Like those two that have ever won the Heisman as a freshman. Sure. Of course, you know, that's a little bit different, but there's a reason why there's only been two quarterbacks to win the Heisman as uh, in their redshirt freshman season. And so I think that right now, and I know Texas fans aren't going to hear this, I think you have to preach patience for the Texas fan base because I know that, you know, this is not an easy start to the season at all. Um, I think that, you know, just everything, learning a new offense in just his second year in the program with Hudson Card being, you know, just he enrolled, you know, before spring practice last year, which didn't even go through. And, uh, you know, his development was a little bit behind, I would say, um, because of that. But, if this is the way that it's trending in Steve Sarkeesian's mind, then Texas fans, this is my PSA to you. Tap the brakes before you jump off the ledge if there are some growing pains, because there are going to be. I mean, it's inevitable. Look at, look, go back to Sam Allinger's freshman year. Oh, There, you know, I mean, it was like there were wow. flashes where you're like, gosh, this kid could be really good. And then there were some times you're like, oh, my gosh, what the heck are you thinking? <laughs> you know, and right. that's that's what you get in a freshman I know Hudson's been in the program for this is his second year going into their so He's a redshirt freshman. He didn't get that first full redshirt type of a year like most quarterbacks would get if they were a redshirt freshman. And I, I think that at this point, you know, you got to trust the coaches. You got to trust even A.J. Milwe. You know, he was at Alabama, too, with Steve Sarkisian. You got to trust their development in these quarterbacks right now. And if it's Hudson card, as everything is trending in that direction, there's a reason why it's trending in that direction. So maybe don't give up so early if there's some hiccups early on.
0: Well, and I think you have to factor in a loss somewhere mm-hmm. because if Casey Thompson's not on the roster, because if something happens to Hudson card, Charles Wright's not ready. And no. and Ben Ballard and Cole Lord are walk-ons. So um, it's, you know, that's uh that's a scary situation, especially if if Hudson Card was to miss any significant time um, from game action because of an injury or something. So it's look, it's a, these are things that Steve Sarkeesian is aware of. He's making his decision knowing what's going on. And so again, it's, this is his first year. And I wrote about this on Monday in the morning brew uh, and even made it free for everyone to to check out because of all that hangs in the balance with regard to this decision. And, and it's, it's a lot, it's significant. And, and so, you know, when you look at the, the recruiting, um, what have we heard from, from our man Mike Roach at Horns twenty four seven. Evan Stewart. Evan Stewart. They're probably their top recruit on the board in in twenty two. Wants to see. He wants to see this offense light it up. He wants to see himself lighting it up like Devontae Smith in this offense. And if Hudson Card is out, I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna see from this offense. So it's it is um, there's a lot on the line, let's put it that way. And we're not trying to get ahead of it, but look, as a coach, you're, you have to be prepared for everything. You have to be prepared for plan a plan B plan C plan D and, and, and go with it. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking back to Art Bryles when he went through three quarterbacks and had to play. Was that kid, Jefferson, the wide receiver as, as like a, single wing quarterback in the bowl game. And the kid ran for 300 yards. I yeah. mean, you gotta, you gotta be ready for anything. So that's, that's why Steve Sarkisian's making the big bucks, Taylor.
1: Yeah, it is. And, and honestly, um, last week we were talking to C Sarkisian and somebody, the question was asked, so it wasn't unprovoked, but somebody did ask, you know, if it was ever necessary, if they would consider Roshan Johnson, as quarterback, because Roshan Johnson was recruited as a quarterback. You know, he's played running back. I've had multiple sources tell me he wants to play or he wanted to play quarterback, but he was willing to play whatever role that the team needed him to play. And Steve Sarkisian said, yeah, we wouldn't count that out. And so I hope
0: it doesn't come to that. But he is someone I would consider.
1: Yes, exactly. So I think that's an an emergency. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. In an emergency situation, he was something that he would consider. He wouldn't count him out of the mix, too. So I think that Steve Sarkeesian is smart enough to realize, especially in today's, you know, transfer portal era of college football, that you have to have, as you mentioned, plan A, plan 1A, B, C, D um, regardless. And that's what the good coaches do. I mean, I'm, I personally, I, I don't like art brows from a, what happened at Baylor, um, as a woman, it's really tough for me to speak highly of him just because of, you know, the mismanagement. I feel that the entire Baylor athletic department, you know, handled with the sexual assault allegations and cases that were on the campus. But I will say that he was very smart when it came to, making sure that he always had the signal caller ready to go, even if it was a situation where he has to take a guy from wide receiver and have him, you know, calling the snaps or, you know, taking the snaps and just running with the ball. Um, Again, I'm not, you know, giving much credit to him, but I think that uh, that's, that's the sign of a coach that knows, you know, has been through the ringer knows what to expect. And I think that with Steve Sarkeesian, he knows what to expect. He's, you know, he's coached, at a place that was 0-11 before he or 0-12 before he got there, um, and then made that into a bowl-eligible team every single season that he was there. That's that's a tough thing to do, you know. And now Washington is considered one of the better teams in the Pac-12. It started with Steve Sarkeesian and when he took over that program, and then it just continued from there. So I think, you know, he gets it, I think, Chip. And maybe, maybe we'll, who knows, maybe I'll be proven wrong there, but I do think that. He's already kind of calculated this all out and planned for, you know, what would happen if a situation arises where Casey Thompson were to enter the transfer, what were to enter, excuse me, the transfer portal.
0: Yeah. Well, Texas fans are absolutely hoping that Steve Sarkeesian has this all uh, figured out because there's excitement. There's excitement about this football team. The defense looks like it might have a chance to be, Uh, significantly improved in terms of getting pressure on the quarterback. And that's where it all starts. If you can get pressure with three, which Pete Kwiatkowski has shown, he's capable of doing. I mean, he, he did it year in and year out. He had five straight years at Washington where his defenses gave up less than 20 points per game. And he did it oftentimes with a three man rush and dropping eight. And that's, how he was able to befuddle the Mike Leach air raid concepts that are also living on in the big 12, uh, in various forms. So there's excitement about special teams that there's that Dicker, the kicker may, you know, be able to handle punting and kicking kickoffs. Uh, but with schemed up, um, you know, punt team, maybe getting some big plays from special teams, either in the return game or, or blocks or whatever, and and that it is a veteran offensive line. I mean, for whatever we want to say. I mean, Jake Majors is the youngin, and he no one thinks of him as a redshirt freshman anymore. Uh, Denzel Okafor is a sixth-year guy. Christian Jones been around. Junior Angalau is in his fourth year, and Derek Kerstetter is a six-year guy. So there's you know there's reason for excitement about this football team. And when you hear that you're going with a redshirt freshman quarterback and there may be growing pains, the initial thought is, oh, man, Sarkeesian's buying himself a year to, to develop the quarterback. You're going to be growing pains, going to be a loss in there somewhere that we didn't expect. Don't know where it is, but oh, man. And so, look, Sarkeesian's a confident guy. Kyle Flood said he's the best play caller in football, not college, all of it. And if that's the case, he's going to dial up plays that feature what Hudson Card does well. Um, hand the ball to number five a lot, throw it to five. And, and you got other guys, as you mentioned, Roshan Johnson, Keelan Robinson. Um, heck, Jonathan Brooks had another good scrimmage on Saturday. And for those worrying about the offensive line, the, the team has run the football well in both Mm -hmm. scrimmages Um, they struggled with uh, a bunch of pressure from the defense in that first scrimmage and, and both Hudson Carter and Casey Thompson played well, no turnovers in the second scrimmage and the running running backs did well. No Jordan Whittington, no Troy O'Meary. They were held out, but uh, Josh Moore had three touchdown catches. Xavier worthy had some electric catches I was told. And so, Reason for optimism, Taylor.
1: Yeah, this is definitely a talented roster. It may be unproven talent, but there's a lot of talent sprinkled across both sides of the ball, in my opinion. Especially on offense, that's more the unproven talent, I would say. But you know, Chip, the I, we've said over and over again, the best thing that can help a first-time starting quarterback, whether it were Hudson Carter, or Casey Thompson, they both would be a first-time starter is a guy like a B. John Robinson and a guy like Keelan Robinson and a guy like Roshan Johnson and a guy like Xavier worthy, who you can, you know, you don't need to always worry about the deep ball threat type of plays to make the offense efficient. And so Texas has those guys. Now it's going to take them all to staying healthy, obviously, and continuing to develop and continuing to grow. But I don't think, You know, having a redshirt freshman quarterback, I think a lot of people may tense up a little bit like, oh, like maybe that's not a good sign. I think that there's enough talent around as long as it stays healthy. I'm going to preference it with that as long as these guys stay healthy, healthy and continue to develop that this this is a better situation in my opinion than say, go back to 2017 when Tom Herman took over and had a freshman starting at quarterback. There wasn't this type of talent too, or too much of it, I would say um, especially playmakers, especially a run game like Texas has right now at his disposal and at Sam Ellinger's disposal. And that's where I think you saw a lot more hiccups, but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't expect hiccups from Hudson card. Um, you know, assuming he is named the starter, I think that there's, but it's definitely much of a lesser concern from the, you know, w- what we've seen from Texas over the last several years when they are breaking in a true freshman quarterback
0: All right, a Taylor quarterback
1: in general, I should say.
0: We promised an overload, hopefully not an overdose of Texas quarterback <laughs> talk, but uh, you ready for some love it or leave it?
1: I certainly am chip before we get to that. We're going to take a quick break, but definitely. Stick around because we have more football talk as Texas approaches the start of the 2021 season and the official start of the Steve Sarkeesian era in Love It or Leave It. So stay tuned. We will be right back. If you have not... Subscribe to the Horns 24-7 YouTube channel. Go ahead and do that. Our plans to expand the video product of Horns 24-7 are in the mix. We've been very grateful for Josh Pate and 24-7 Sports for allowing us to kind of launch the flagship podcast as one of the first ever team site video podcasts in the 24-7 Sports Network on the national page. But... We're taking the training wheels off. We're branching out, and so definitely head over to the Horns twenty four seven YouTube channel to make sure you get all of the latest video content from us.
0: Yeah, and and real quick, a quick plug for the uh, for the flagship podcast interview this week with Brian Jones, CBS college football analyst and former Longhorns linebacker. You never know what what BJ is going to say, and he lives up to his his hype with bold predictions why Steve Sarkeesian is better than urban Meyer uh, and a number of other topics that uh, we get into with Brian Jones. So make sure you check out uh, that uh, hit the airwaves on Monday. So uh, find it there at the horns 24 seven podcast page. All right, Taylor. Yes.
1: Yeah. And uh, I always love Brian Jones. I've, I've known him for a number of years. He's awesome. So definitely check out that interview for sure. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. All right, Chip with that, I will start with my first love it or leave it question with a running back room like Texas has, it takes some of the pressure off of Hudson card to feel like he has to do too much. Love it or leave it.
0: Yeah. I'm going to love this. And, and Look, Bijan Robinson, Keelan Robinson, Roshan Johnson, Jonathan Brooks. We talked about it. Daniel Young, Gabe Watson is the D2 touchdowns leader from 2018, and he's sixth string for crying out loud. So, with a running back room like this, yes, there should be some pressure taken off. If you have a solid running game, that is the best friend of a quarterback. And And so, yes, I'm going to love this. And, uh, and, and look, remember Bijan Robinson didn't have 20 carries in high school. We have to see how Bijan handles that load, but we just mentioned a few other reasons why he doesn't have to carry it 30 times a game may not even have to carry it 200 times this season. Um, but yeah, I'm going to love this. How about, how about you, Taylor?
1: Yeah, I'm going to love it. And for the same reasons as you just said, I mean, the having a guy like a Bijan Robinson is a quarterback's best friend. And it's any offensive player's best friend, I feel like, because it may take some of the spotlight off of some of the other players. But then it kind of highlights the other players when they do make a big play. It's like, oh, it's not just B. John Robinson on the field. You know, Texas offense is not solely Bijan Robinson. It may run through Bijan Robinson and his skills, but The other thing too, I think the addition of Keelan Robinson chip was a a huge, I mean, the there's, I can't say enough positive things about the Texas staff and Steve Sarkeesian's ability to pull some of these guys from the transfer portal, because this is, this is impressive. I mean, some of the guys that Texas added um, Keelan Robinson being one. It has been a difference maker, I feel like, for the program, both from the locker room standpoint, the leadership standpoint, and also the capabilities they can bring on the field. So 100% I'm going to agree that you know having a running back room that Texas does have definitely takes a lot of pressure off of Hudson Card, who is going to ultimately go through some sort of growing pains at some point or another during his redshirt freshman season. So 100% love this one.
0: Yeah. And I think having a running back room like that is part of Steve Sarkeesian's decision-making. Mm-hmm. You can go with a young quarterback, a young, inexperienced quarterback. If you have a running game, like Texas is is expecting to have, if you don't have that running game, you're putting a lot on that young quarterback for a guy who's never seen, you know, Gary Patterson's defense or any defense uh, over, uh, any, you know, considerable game time action. So, uh, good stuff there. All right. Love it or leave it. Number two.
1: All right. Number two is love it or leave it. You think Hudson card is the right guy to start for Texas, even if Casey Thompson leaves the program.
0: I mean, this is a tough one. This is a tough one because, you know, part of the reason I think Texas fans, feel good or have felt good about their quarterback situation is that they they have two guys who are capable of playing at a high level. If you go down to one guy and something happens to that guy, as we said, the whole season could come off the rails. There could be a oh moment in that locker room, doubt creeps in, you lose a game you're not supposed to lose. And then You know, second guessing. Oh, man, they should have gone with Casey. They'd have had both quarterbacks, blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to leave this because this is, to me, part of the reason that you felt good about the quarterback situation is that you had two who could play at a high level. And, and if you only have one, man, that's, that's tough. I'm going to leave this one, Taylor. Uh, How about you?
1: Oh, This is such a toss up, honestly, but I feel like I'm going to have to love it because I do believe that Hudson Card is the better of the two quarterbacks from everything that we've seen both, you know, from them throughout fall camp, some in, you know, spring practice, but also as recruits too. I mean, a lot of times you obviously players have to develop from recruiting. They have to, they have to go to a, a place that can develop them. And I would say that Hudson Card was the one that didn't need as much development as Casey Thompson as a recruit coming out of high school. Um, when I, you know, I, I covered Casey back then, and I was um, there was questions that I had about him. I'll say that, but you know, I think that if again, I'm going to go back to I know this is a coachism. It doesn't help that my father-in-law's a you know former coach, so I get these coachisms a lot, kind of beat into my head. But um, if it's that close. You go with the younger guy, you have to, and, you know, and, and expect though on the flip side of that, that there are going to be growing pains, but Hudson card has a high enough ceiling in my opinion that he is probably going to be one that can develop into a better NFL prospect than Casey Thompson has. I think that, and I'm not trying to knock Casey Thompson in the slightest. I thought his performance against Colorado was really impressive. I feel that he's a great athlete. I feel like he is a hard worker And he gets it and he's, you know, had to learn a lot of systems in a minimal, you know, a limited amount of time being at Texas. And, you know, he still was bought in aside from, you know, that little blip when he went into the transfer portal, he still came out and he still wanted to wait his turn. And what I want for Casey Thompson is for him to get an opportunity somewhere, you know, whether it's at Texas, whether it's somewhere else, because I would like to see how he can improve as a starting quarterback since he really has not had that opportunity at Texas. But at this point, you got to look at the future. This is, you know, football is not a one season game. If you're a coach, it's a career, you know, that you have to look out for. You have to look at who is the one that can set up the program and lead the program into the future And if a redshirt freshman is that close to a redshirt junior, you got, in my opinion, you got to go with that redshirt freshman, hope for the best, know there's going to be growing pains, even if, and even if you lose the other one, which you don't want to, ideally, you know, I know that Steve Sarkeesian does not want to lose Casey Thompson to the portal. Nobody does. I don't think at tech at Texas at this point, but if the, the ceiling, I believe is always been higher for Hudson Card, So I'm going to have to love it. And I feel bad saying that because I've known Casey for years, you know, it's kind of one of those things where I feel like, oh, it's like, this is kind of a sad moment to see this happen. But at the end of the day, Steve Sarkeesian has got to do what's best for the program. If he believes that Hudson Card is the right guy and that's what's best for the future of the program, there's no reason for us to question that at this point. So I'm going to have to love it.
0: Yeah. And I look, I understand Casey's angst because the numbers say when he's had to learn an offense in, you know, even you can say whatever you want about Colorado being a bad team and whatever, but when he got flushed, he stepped up, he made plays in the Alamo bowl and, and he led his team to points on eight of 10 drives last year. So you got to give him credit for that. When he got in, he made the most of his time and he worked, he did work to improve his, improve himself. And and, and do his best for Texas. And, and so it's a tough one. It's that's a yeah. tough one.
1: All 100% right. 100% agree with that. Like he, he did everything that he needed to do. And that's where I feel bad even saying that, you know, because he's, he's a good kid. I think that he has, you know, hope to be a starter somewhere, obviously like, but yeah, I totally agree. You know, I, this is not a knock on Casey. I like Casey. I've known him since he was probably 16 years old. So I feel bad saying anything negative about him, but, you know, I think this is the right call.
0: And I know that, I know that, uh, Casey wanted to get into that red river shootout and beat oh, yeah. Oklahoma because, you know, his dad went to Oklahoma and, and, uh, and you know, well that, that day may or may not come. So, um, all right, love it or leave it numero trace.
1: All right. Not enough is being made of this flu bug that is going around the team and knocked out Xavier worthy for a couple of days last week, as well as Josh Thompson and Deshaun Jameson this week, love it or leave it.
0: You know, um, right now I'll leave it because I think these guys are recovering pretty quickly. Xavier Worthy missed that practice last Wednesday, but then lit it up in the scrimmage on Saturday. And, and what, from what it sounds like, it's not COVID. So that's, that's awesome because good heavens, you know, the variant and all this, and that's a whole nother set of uh, things to, to be concerned about. But, I think these guys are recovering from this and it's better that it's happening now as opposed to game week. Right. So now they know to get guys separated from each other and get IVs or whatever. So I think this is happening early enough that Texas is going to be okay. Taylor, how about you?
1: I agree. I'm going to leave this. I think that, if it would be one thing if these guys were out for a week or something like that, or, you know, Losing weight
0: like crazy. Right.
1: Yeah. And from all accounts from the sources I've spoken with the sources I know that you have spoken with, we have not heard that this is something that is like a devastating type of virus. It's just, it's brutal at the start and then it quickly dissolves basically. So um, they may need to stock up on some Pepto-Bismol or something like that, but <laughs> I think at this point there's no reason, you know, and, and another thing too, it's also not the Delta variant, like the players are getting tested for COVID that have had this stomach bug and all of the tests from what I have heard have come back negative. So, you know, I don't think that this is something that's going to sideline a player at this point for 10 days or something. So I don't think it's that big of a deal if it's happening right now before the season.
0: All right. So, should I ask you a bonus, love it or leave it?
1: Sure. Go ahead.
0: All right. Off scripted
1: moment here, just so you guys know. So, I don't know. We mentioned
0: this this documentary that the Longhorn Network is going to air a three part documentary um, about the 2005 season. You are excited to watch yet another documentary about the 2005 Texas football season. Love it or leave it.
1: Oh, 100% love it. Like, mind you, I think I've told this story before on the flagship, but I lived in California during that season. I was not, you know, I had moved to Texas, hadn't even been accepted or anything like that into college. And all of my friends that were like big bandwagon USC fans that went to other schools yet somehow had like USC, you know, gear and stuff. They all really, really wanted USC to win. And I was the one I was like, nah, I'm pulling for Texas because I wanted to kind of be the outcast a little bit. I like kind of ruffling feathers sometimes when it comes to fans, because it's funny to me, um, unless they're crazy fans. And I'm like, just don't talk about sports with them. That's fine. But so I I was big in that. Like I loved watching that game. I loved being able to talk the trash. I talked to my friends, even though I wasn't a Texas fan or anything at the time. I just really liked to see them um basically cry over something that mattered like very was very meaningless, I'll say, to them. So I'm gonna love it. I'm a hundred percent I've watched every single thing that, um, you know, I, I could find, I would say on that 2005 season, because it was a historical one and not just for Texas, but just in college football history. I mean, nobody expected Texas to beat USC. Let's be honest. Nobody did. Um, except Lee Corso. He's the only one that would jumped on the Texas bandwagon early that year and stayed on it as everybody else was saying like, Oh yeah, this is a good Texas team, but nobody's going to beat this is one of the greatest teams of all time, you know, with the USC and stuff. And it's like, wow. They were a great team, but not the greatest of all times, apparently. So, 100%. Hey, I did predict
0: that Texas would win that game because hey, of go. Vince Young. And I took heat yeah. for it from my Dallas Morning News colleagues who said, Oh, you're such a homer. And I was like, Vince Young.
1: Yeah. You're like a homer. Why? Because I'm from Michigan. So, yeah. my homer. <laughs> I just no, know
0: yeah. <laughs> football players who make it un like Vince yeah, Young. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, definitely going to love it. What about you?
0: Yeah. I mean, Look, I used to joke all the time on the radio about, hey, it's going to be another season where Texas fans need to pull out their Live the Dream DVD, just watch it over and over again. Uh, Hopefully that is not the case this season, but anytime you can add to the collection where you're not just having to watch the Live the Dream DVD, you can watch now 2005, a three-part documentary uh, that'll be on the Longhorn Network probably every other hour. Um, because it's part-time history channel, part-time longhorn network for however much longer we get it, uh, before Texas moves to the SEC. So yeah, I'm in, I'm in.
1: I do feel like we've been watching basically a 2005 documentary on Longhorn Network for what the last 11 years or 10 years since it launched. sadly, I, I, Hey, I, feel bad making, I, there's some great people that work at Longhorn Network that I care about a lot. So I don't want to take too many jabs, yeah. but yeah, it's the history channel at this point. So
0: Well, all right. Good stuff. Good stuff. We'll, we'll keep you posted on everything going on over at horns 24, seven. Uh, As Taylor said, become an annual member if you're not already because that and you get 30% off uh, for doing that and you get access to all the team sites on the the number one uh, college athletics team site network. So you're going to get all access to all your favorite new SEC uh, soon to be uh, roommates, locker mates all that and all the teams on Texas schedule this year. So uh, get on over to horns 24 seven and and of course, you know, get over to iTunes, maybe give us a five-star rating, shout us out a little bit. That would uh, help with the bosses and, uh, and, and check out the Brian Jones interview at uh, horns 24 seven podcast platform. And don't forget to subscribe to the horns 24 seven YouTube channel. Oh yeah we got you covered. So for Taylor, oh yeah. Oh yeah. So for Taylor Estes, I am Chip Brown until next time here on the flagship podcast, stay safe and keep the faith.